You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. It's Friday, May the 19th. I'm your host, Craig Hemke. And joining us as usual is Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Glad, glad to be here. I had a good week so far, and it uh, looks like Friday might uh, carry on the sort of good things that are happening to us. So uh, let's chat about it. And just a reminder before we get started, these weekly wrap-up segments are brought to you by the Sprott Money International Storage Program. We store over a million ounces, and we are proud of our perfect audit record. Visit SprottMoney.com slash storage to learn more. Eric, it has been a crazy week. Uh, before we get into the, the drivers of it all, let's just note that both gold and silver are up on the week. And probably the biggest mover of the week is the U.S. dollar, now down more than 6% year-to-date. Well, it's, it's somewhat understandable because, uh, let's face it, the uh, Republican or Trump program is just in the shambles these days because he's having to fight other fights other than you know getting his Trump care through or his his uh, fiscal policy changes through, and it's been a nightmare down there. And I, I sort of um, aligned myself a little with uh, Trump suggesting it's a witch hunt. Uh, one of the contrasts I have uh, when I look at things this week, it, to me, the, probably the most important thing that happened politically was that Seth Rich uh, was pointed fingered as the guy who who uh, revealed the uh, Clinton and Podesta emails. Of course, it was always considered to be a Russian hack. And, of course, he was murdered. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just no mention of it. And I sort of contrast, well, hold it now. Uh, Trump said something to Lavrov about something, and Seth Rich got murdered, and, and which is the more interesting political development. And to me, the Seth Rich murder is way more uh, dramatic than anything Trump might have, may or may not have said to Lavrov. So there's no doubt in my mind that the press and the Democrats have in their mind that they want Trump to go, and they're not giving up. And it's going to be a long, long battle. And so it's that's what's negatively affecting both the market and the currency, because there's no rudder. There, there, nobody knows where we're going here, and we can only presume that things just get worse, uh, both from a, a psychological point of view and consumer confidence, and how can people remain confident when we have this... Uh, dog and pony show going on down in Washington. So uh, that's that's by far the most significant development of the week. That's why the currency's weak. Uh, that's certainly a, a big part of why gold's rallying here uh, for fear that everything just falls apart. So we'll have to stay tuned on that. Yeah, it certainly seems that Trump is politically radioactive at this point and that his entire agenda is in question, at least for the rest of this year, and that uh, who wants to associate themselves with him on Capitol Hill? You know, those politicians all look out for themselves, it seems. And if that's the case, Eric, and like you said, it's going to bleed down into the confidence of the U.S. economy and the dollar is going to continue to slide. And I would imagine that's going to make interest rates continue to go down. Uh, the Fed, though, is still talking about hiking rates next month and maybe again later this year. What what is their rationale behind all this, Eric? What do you, what at, at at the bottom of it? What do you think is going on? Well, well, maybe before we get to the rationale, because a lot of things aren't rational anymore. Um, I mean, I look at the economy, and I, I sense this continuing weakness. You know, we saw that uh, car sales were weak. Now we have housing sales kind of coming off here, uh, and permits coming off, and uh, new home new home sales are weak. So there's a lot of signs that uh, that th- 
things aren't coming together here. And so I guess you could say almost on an economic front, it's not coming together. And certainly on a political front, it's not coming together. So you're, you're left with uh, sort of holding on to shreds of information, none of which uh, have any meaning anymore. So going to what the Fed is doing, I mean, I can hardly imagine that in this environment they would be uh, raising rates. I've always thought that it's, it's some sort of setup to maybe reduce rates later, that there's really no not much purpose in it. But uh, it, it, it won't be constructive for the economy to have rates go higher because we're already kind of at the edge of no growth whatsoever, not that we've had much growth for the last 10 years anyway. Um, so I, I don't know whether we could imagine that there's going to be a rate increase. I, I know the evidence is suggesting there's less likelihood of a rate increase. And I think as the, the dollar weakens and maybe more signs of the economy is not coming around like we want it to, and certainly we're not going to have any takeoff velocity here, you know, I mean, it's just hopeless what's happening. So all of this, I think, uh, portends a an easier Fed and, and perhaps a weakness in, in the economy, which should play itself out in the stock market. I mean, that's the one thing that's been most unusual, that you can have these companies that are doing so poorly, uh, you know, for three or four or five years, and their stocks keep going up, which is mind-boggling how, how that can happen. But uh, that can come to an end here if, if they take the, uh, you know, if people don't imagine they're going to get to the bottom of the rainbow here, which I think that vision must be... Um, moving away quite quickly. And so here we are, my friend. We had this kind of brutal sell-off. What was silver down was something like 16 days in a row uh, back earlier this month. But yet things have recovered. Silver's back above its uptrend from the lows of December 2015, and gold never threatened it. In fact, gold now today is back above its always important 200-day moving average. Are you feeling rather constructive about the metals at this point? Well, I've, I've always been constructive on the metals, as you know, uh, the one thing that you and I, of course, have to talk about all the time is what goes on in the Colmex, which is just brutal. I mean, uh, there was no reason for the uh, 16 or 17 day sell off in silver. And I find it really interesting, even looking at yesterday when it, it sort of got bombed on Thursday, and now today it's up by almost the same amount as it went down yesterday. And you kind of wonder what the hell's going on here. Like, none of it seems to make a lot of sense on a day to day basis, let alone, you know, on a on a two-week basis, when it goes down for two weeks, now we're going to go up for two weeks, and it's just totally incomprehensible uh, or inexplicable, really, what happens. I think the key thing, and the thing you and I talk about all the time, Craig, is you know you just know that the reason that people should be owning gold and silver uh, it, it increases every day. Now we have the political chaos to throw on top of the whole thing, let alone the economic Ponzi that we have to go through. So, uh, you know, whether the Fed, I, I can't believe that the Fed would increase in June. Not that it's ultimately going to make any difference with the gold price in my mind in the long run, but um, I, I'm reading a book by a guy saying, you know, what's the likelihood of uh, there being a new financial crisis? And I'm only halfway through it, but I know what the conclusion is, right? Like you just keep throwing the debt on, and sooner or later you collapse just due to the the uh, cost of servicing the debt. So that's going to happen and in, in a longer run basis. Like, and I can say quite confidently that the U.S. Uh, economy is bankrupt. I mean, look at the unfunded obligations. So these things are all play into my long-term view of things, why I uh, keep thinking you have to hold, up, hold in here and uh, our, our day will come. So uh, it, it's going to happen faster with the political chaos going on in Washington. So let's all stand 
stand by and enjoy it and uh, keep the faith in, in owning the metals and the shares. And lastly, regarding the shares, Eric, we've made note of oh, several of the past couple of weeks about this pending rebalance of the GDXJ and how that might impact uh, all of the shares. Some move in, some move out. I'm starting to wonder, though, uh, as we noted last week, things were starting to turn back higher in the shares. Could this be instead almost a... Uh, uh, one of those sell the rumor buy the news events. Are things looking better in the shares? Well, I think it's created tremendous value, and then some of the stocks have rallied very sharply. Um, and I think we're all trying to position, uh, you know, for the various things that you own that maybe there will be some buying opportunity here. But uh, and I think people, institutions, individuals are aware of it and uh, probably ready to pull the trigger. Maybe some have already. Um, but the the whole repositioning is a big problem because I think it's, the bigger problem is actually not the immediacy of the repositioning. It might be well, what is the future of the GDXJ, which is now an M for mid cap, and then will people hunt down some other product rather than that product? And that's so now we get the double whammy that people are just redeeming it because it's it's losing its J factor, if you will, and plus you got the rebalancing coming up, so. Uh, they, 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 there will be, and possibly is an effect in the market right now. Was an effect in the market. Uh, I think for the most part, it's probably done uh, because the stocks have come up so dramatically that uh, I think people who have always had an interest in the price of metals have their uh, their targets picked out where, where they want to buy, and uh, you know what? They'll probably all be disappointed that when it, when June seventeenth rolls around. Uh, we may not see the fireworks that we expected. Well, I tell you what, it will be a rather interesting uh, period of a couple of weeks coming up, no doubt about that, between the politics, the economy, the, maybe the rate hike, and all this effort in the shares. It's always a pleasure to visit with you every every week, Eric, and it sure is good to have these updates from you. And I, at this point, I think we'll wrap up and wish you a good weekend from here, and we look forward to next week. Well, all the best to you, Craig, and uh you know, I think the message is the same. Stay the course, and uh, these uh, shares and, and the metals can provide a, an outsized return very, very quickly. So we, we have that to look forward to. So yeah. thank you, and you have a great weekend, too. Thank you, my friend. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. 